Does anybody in here do a decent Schwarzenegger impression? I do. Vader does. Yeah. Yeah, Vader does a great one, man. <laughs> what the hell? I do, but it sounds like a vampire when I do. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Nadja. Let's hear it, Jude. <laughs> Who is your Gacho daddy? The Chapa. Who is your daddy? Who is your daddy? What does he do? I ask you it some sounds questions. exactly like Nadja. I want them answered immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Salty Nerd Podcast. I am your host, the Salty Nerd. In today's episode, we're talking about Schwarzenegger movies. Not the violent ones, the funny ones, the memeable ones. The quote-unquote funny ones. And uh, I am joined, as always, by my illustrious co-hosts at Matthew Kadish on Twitter. What's up, man? Not much. Ready to talk about Detective John Kimball <laughs> getting pregnant, his body, his choice. Oh, Jesus. I'm also joined by the Ambassador of Estrogen. Jude, at I am Jude Juju. Hello. What's up? Hi, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Good. Been seeing a lot of you this week. I know. <laughs> we hang out so much. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, what podcast would be complete without Matt Vader himself? Yeah, poor Matt Vader. Sup, boo? Sup, boo? He, so just so you guys know listening, Matt Vader is totally in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> he is engaged and he will be partaking in this podcast. Yeah. I'm a little annoyed right now. Yeah, I know, man. I, I hear you. <laughs> These movies kind of suck. Let's get into it. We're talking uh, Junior, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. We're also talking Twins, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. And we're talking Kindergarten Cop, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. And not, no, no Danny DeVito. <laughs> no Danny DeVito this time. <laughs> so our plan for this week was we wanted to do Schwarzenegger movies. Schwarzenegger we, September. Schwarzenegger September. Welcome to Schwarzenegger September. I'm going to have a hard time saying that. Schwarzenegger September. Um, we're going to be talking about his... Schwartz-tember. Schwartz-tember. We're going to be talking about his less talked about movies uh, for two weeks out of this month. Uh, the first week, we're talking to uh, these movies that are like the comedy-esque movies, the memeable ones, the funny ones. They're not like violent or action-oriented at all. Uh, and then the second week, we're going to be discussing his more action-oriented movies that just nobody ever talks about. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, join it, it's us. It's underappreciated Schwarzenegger films. Yeah. So join us this month for Schwarzenegger September. Let's get right into it. Schwartz-Timber. Schwartz-Timber. I think you, I think you Septen- found the hashtag. Septenegger? Septenegger. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Yeah, it is. It works on so many levels. be very careful. I'll say it very slowly. <laughs> Septenegger. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's avoid that. Let's go with Schwartz-Timber. Yeah. Schwartz-Timber. <laughs> All right. First off, we're talking about twins, right? Is that the first one on the list? That yeah. is the first one. All right. <laughs> Jude, why don't you tell us? what this uh, movie is all about. Okay. The Twins was released in 1988, uh, December 9th, 1988. Uh, a genetically engineered, physically perfect, but innocent man goes in search of his long lost twin brother, who is a short womanizer and a small time crook. So I bet you can guess who's who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have never seen Danny DeVito this young. 
Like, this is my first time watching this Have movie. Have you seen him with a ponytail this long before? No. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness, the bald ponytail thing? Yeah. Wow. That, that was very popular in the 80s. Kate, Kate, she could rock one of those I could. if you try. <laughs> I, actually, after watching this movie, I was thinking about it. I was like, can I, can I pull that off? I think, I think so. Let's try it. <laughs> I don't want you to have any regrets about not trying no stuff regrets. in your youth. Yeah. <laughs> I never did get that ponytail, the rat tail. Yeah, my, my comb over. <laughs> like, um, like, like the one one long hair that comes over the top of the head and then you have like the ponytail in the back. By the way, all three of these movies were directed by Ivan Reitman oh, okay. that we're talking about today. Um, this one was written by uh, William Davies, William Osborne, Timothy Harris, Herschel Wainrod. Okay, so let's get into the plot of the movie itself. Oh, wait. And- can we talk about budget first? Because you know I love budget. Oh, you love doing the budget. I do. Thing. All right, go ahead. Okay, it was budgeted for fifteen million. What do you think it grossed? And this is nineteen eighty-eight money. Yes. Uh, twenty-eight million. Oh, you already know. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the Kadish. Like, what's your guess? What about you, Vader? How much? Um, <laughs> One billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Two hundred and sixteen point six million dollars. Holy! Before we get this into this, was a hit. Yeah, so fun fact, uh, both Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger made more money on this movie than any of their other movies ever. Holy cow. Did and they get like a percentage of the... Yeah, so like what happened was... Because that normally doesn't happen, does it? No, like so what happened was basically um, Universal was kind of in a rush to get this movie into production and they didn't, they couldn't afford to get Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Ivan Reitman altogether. And so the three of them agreed to take a pay cut in exchange for a cut of the gross. Mm. And so like Arnold Schwarzenegger has gone on record and said, this was the best decision he ever made (laughs) because he made more money off of twins than both uh, the first two Terminators combined. Wow. Yeah. So like this movie basically made Dane DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Ivan Reitman independently wealthy. Like after this, they had FU money. Yeah. (laughs) So like they were extremely well off. This was like <laughs> this was like a huge boon for them. That's crazy. Yeah, I never have expected that. And it's funny that you know Jude mentioned because uh, like when we started watching these, I was like, are all these movies directed by Ivan Reitman? And it turns sure out that they, that they were, and it was because of Arnold Schwarzenegger's experience working with him on this movie that he insisted Ivan Reitman direct all of his comedies up, un- up until Junior. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, maybe I'm done with comedies. Yeah, maybe we're... Well, I mean, it's kind of funny because I think that him and Ivan Reitman were friends. Like, they became friends through, the, um, you know, the movie Twins. And uh, he even had, like, a little cameo appearance on um, uh, Ivan Reitman's movie Dave. So like, oh, okay. So, like, I think that they were just kind of like, you know, they liked working together. So... Um, but... All three of these movies are also known as Arnold's one joke movies. <laughs> one joke? One joke. What does that mean? It means that the entire movie is based around a single joke. So like, uh, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito are twins. That's the joke. <laughs> um, okay. With, uh, with Junior, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger gets pregnant. That's the joke. With Kindergarten Cop, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger teaches a kindergarten class. That's the joke. And then everything else in the movies are just kind of like based around that joke. And that's why, you know, the humor in them is the humor that they have. Huh. So He hasn't done any other comedies besides these three? Well, I mean, is True Lies considered a comedy or is that no, more of an action that's movie? That's more of an action movie. I, I know he did Jingle All the Way. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was awful. Yeah. So I don't know if that's considered a, a comedy or a family movie. Yeah, but, I think that's more but, of like a holiday movie. He, he did Killing Gunther, which is definitely a comedy. Oh, yes. I love Killing Gunther. Yeah. Uh, check out our episode reviewing Killing Gunther yeah. if you want to find out our thoughts on that He was movie. barely in that, though. He was only in it for like five minutes. 
Yeah. But, oh, what a great five but, minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He steals it. He yeah. steals the movie. All right. Uh, so let's, let's talk about the plot of uh, Twins. So I, I didn't really understand where they came up with this plot. Like so, he's like, he's some genetically perfect they took, person. They took the man juice, juice from 15 people. From several um, yeah. award they winners. The, the man juice cocktail. Yeah. Yes. They shook, they shook it up in their yeah. little cocktail shaker. But that, that doesn't do anything though. That still just leaves, it's only one person's kid. It doesn't like cause Well, I the, think they genetically spliced all of the sperm into a mega- A super sperm. A super sperm. And yeah. shot it up into Heather Graham. Yes. <laughs> in an uncredited cameo. <laughs> she was in the picture. Yeah. yeah. She oh, was she uh, uncredited? Yeah. Oh. Um, for those of you who don't know Heather Graham, she was um, Roller Girl and From Boogie Nights. Uh-huh. And she was also in The Hangover. Yeah, she was the stripper in The Hangover. Oh, okay. And uh, so- then they they impregnate some lady mm-hmm. and and they birth, but it happens during the pregnancy that it splits off into two. Yeah, and, and all of the twins. good all stuff. All the good stuff goes to Schwarzenegger, uh-huh. and all the bad stuff goes to Devito. Yeah, and then once they're born, they're separated. Yeah, and Schwarzenegger gets to live in like Atlantis or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a, a private island. And yeah. they, they tell his mother that the baby's died. Right, and they tell him that his mother died. Yes. And he just lives off his life with some scientists and he's become super intelligent and, and reads on, books. On and his, is it 32nd birthday? The scientist uh, tells him, okay, I've been lying to you. Here's, here's the truth. You have a brother. And I think he still thinks that his mother's dead though. Yeah. Isn't he? So for whatever reason, um, the program gets shut down after the babies are born. And one of the scientists takes the genetically perfect kid and whisks him off to this island in the Mediterranean where he's raised basically in isolation on in paradise. And like they teach him, you know, all these different languages and mathematics and philosophy. Which he never speaks in the yeah. movie. <laughs> it's like he knows 18 different languages, but she'd never know yeah. it. He yeah. barely knows two. <laughs> but but he, he, he's like the Superman. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't like, because he's been isolated from the outside world, like he doesn't have a lot of street smarts. Like, He's just kind of like an academic for the most part. He's a very pretty dummy. Yeah. And the other twin who was like the reject, the the one that got all the, the worst genetic, you know, stuff. <laughs> um, he's given away to an orphanage because the scientists don't want anything to do with him because they just look at him as like a, a side effect, basically. And he grows up and he, he's extremely uh, street smart. And, he's and a, smooth with the ladies. And smooth with the ladies, exactly. <laughs> like the first time we see Danny DeVito in this movie, he's like sleeping with another man's wife. <laughs> and, and his hair is like down by his shoulders. Like he, <laughs> oh, like, it's so weird. Yeah. yeah like like it, it's kind of funny because I'm like, did women in the 80s really go for that type of life? <laughs> I mean, it, it's so out of the ordinary to see him like being like the, the ladies man. Yeah. Um, but he's he's a womanizer. He's a gambler. He's a guy who owes money to loan sharks. He's like a hustler, a con man type thing. Uh, on his thirty second birthday, the scientist who's been raising him in this island paradise comes clean and tells him about the experiment and says that he has a brother. And Arnold's like, "I have a brother," and so he decides that he's going to go out and find his long lost brother. They kind of play on the idea that the the. It's like a twin thing where they like can feel each other's yeah. or sense each other's emotions. Yeah. And, and he's like convinced like my brother's in trouble. He needs help. Yeah. So he like 
gets in a rowboat and just <laughs> rows his way out into the for, ocean. For, for 20 miles to get to the nearest airport. He doesn't even break a sweat. Yeah. No, he's, he's, just, he's totally fine. <laughs> and he flies to, uh, it was California, right? Yeah, it was okay. LA. Yeah, LA. He flies and, to and LA. Like he, he's never heard music, like actual oh, yeah. music before. So. He's singing on the airplane. So he's on Take the airplane. Take out the papers and, and the, the trash. trash. <laughs> or you don't get no spending cash. <laughs> And, and it, it's funny because um, during that scene uh, when they were filming it, uh, apparently uh, Clint Eastwood uh, was on set. Really? Yeah, like like he just like showed up because I guess like he was like friends with Ivan Reitman or something like that. And he, <laughs> and, and he was on set when Arnold was doing that, that you know, yeah, like, yakety yak, don't talk back. <laughs> Clint Eastwood uh, told him, uh, he was like, you really missed your calling in life, Arnold. <laughs> Should have been a singer. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, so there, um, when he arrives in L.A., of course, like the only thing that he had planned was like, I'm going to go to L.A. and find my brother. Yeah. But he has no way of knowing who he is, what he looks like, what his name is, nothing. Uh-huh. He just, assumes that he's, because his, it's his twin, he assumes they look identical. Yeah, so he's so looking he's, for someone that looks just like him. He's looking for some muscular dude. <laughs> and then I got to tell you, 1988 L.A., wow. <laughs> I wish I was in L.A. in 1988 because it looked awesome. Yeah, it looks way better than it does now. <laughs> I, I like how he's just like walking around um, and you see like the mannequins with all like the eighties, like, yeah. like, like female, like dominatrix fashions. And he's like, do women really wear this? And they're like, Oh yeah. If you're, if you're, lucky, you're lucky, lucky, they do. Lucky, man. There was one scene when he walked into the city and he sees a picture of, uh, of Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. And apparently no, it was a, it was a Rambo three poster, yeah, a Rambo three poster. And he, he looks at it and he looks at his arms and then he looks at his own and flexes and he just laughs and walks away. Like this is at this is at that peak moment where Schwarzenegger and Stallone had like this like rivalry, rivalry. diehard rivalry where they just hated each other. <laughs> and I also loved how in, in those opening scenes where Arnold's going through LA in every diff- in every shot they cut to, he's eating something different. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's like in one shot, he's eating pizza. Another shot, he's eating a hoagie. Like a falafel like, or yeah. something like that. <laughs> something, he's just like eating. In his short pants with his giant yeah. calves. <laughs> yeah, the, he's, uh, he's wearing shorts. Chuck Taylor's with, 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 uh, with, with a, socks on. With, with like a button up shirt and a sports coat. <laughs> and he looks absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> And you, and you can tell he really worked on his calves. Oh, yeah. For that. Oh. That's probably why. I, got, I have to wear shorts. I want to show this off. I, I need a camera on my calves at all, all times. times. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so he, he's searching LA and he finally, he finds out, how does he find his name? He finds out his brother's name and then he realizes that he's in jail. Well, so he went to the orphanage. Oh, and, that's right. And, yeah. and got his file and he's like, do you know where I could find him? <laughs> and, you don't have to do that every and, time. And, and, and the mother superior is like, knowing knowing Vince Vincent, he's probably in jail. And, and I love wait, I love when uh, she shows him the picture of his brother, and he's standing next to the nun, and he's like, "Oh, he looks so happy." And she's like, "He should. He disgraced her. She had to leave the convent." Yeah, <laughs> that's like how we. Yeah, uh, Vincent seduced his nun. Yeah. Uh, teacher. Yeah, and had so sex with her. We learned that he's always been like a ladies' man yeah. since. Very early on. So she tells Arnold, you know, knowing Vincent, he's probably in jail. And so Arnold's next stop is to go to jail. And it just so happens Vincent was arrested for all these unpaid parking tickets. <laughs> yep. And so like he just happens upon him. It's like this happy accident. So his like side hustle is like stealing cars and, and selling them to chop yeah, shop. Yeah. yeah. So Vincent owes like $20,000 to this loan shark. And in order to get that money, uh, he teams up with David Caruso, of all people, uh-huh. who, who plays the parking lot attendant. <laughs> And whenever a, a fancy car comes into the parking lot, David Caruso 
uh, calls him and it's long-term parking at the airport. So it's a situation where the car is not going to be reported stolen for a long time. So when Danny DeVito gets the call, he goes to the parking lot and steals the car and then drives it to a chop shop and gets like $4,000, whatever. And that's how he's trying to pay off his loan to the loan shark. But it, but it's kind of funny because he's got like so many side hustles. Like when he, when he gets arrested for the parking tickets, he's coming out of a convenience store trying to sell them secondhand toilet paper. <laughs> you know? Just like weird stuff. Yeah, weird little and, side and, hustles. And it's funny because like later on when you go to his office that where all the furniture is being repossessed, um, like if you look on the window, he's like a sports agent. He, he's got like 12 different businesses that, you know, he's a part of that he's running out of that office. And it's just, it's so ridiculous, but like, you can tell like, this is a guy who just like, like he'll do anything for money. Yeah. All right. So what happens next? Let's see. They, uh, they finally meet up. Oh, this is one of those moments in the jail where, uh, where this big muscular dude walks past (laughs) the little area where they, he looks just like Arnold. Yeah. And Arnold's all excited. Like that's my brother. And then he just walks, then you see Danny DeVito. And I think this is the only time Arnold acts in this movie is when his eyes get all big, when he sees Danny DeVito and he's like, you're my brother. Yeah. Like what? And he goes over to the guard and he's like, um, excuse um. me, I'm looking for, and, yeah. and he's like, well, that, that's him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he starts talking. And he then he just immediately just like embraces it. Like you're my brother. Yeah, he's all convinced. He, yeah. he gets it. It's, it's a, such a weird movie. This movie actually has kind of a special place in my heart. Really? Yeah. Because when I was a kid in 1988, um, I must've watched this movie like a thousand times. <laughs> Is it, it because of Kelly Preston's ass? Well, that was part of it. Oh my God, she looked good in this movie. She She's such a predator in this movie. She's like, I'm going to fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she, she really does go after him. He didn't even see it coming. So like when I was a kid, um, this movie, I don't know like what the deal was that they made, but this movie was basically on a continuous loop on HBO um, during the day. And it was, I think it was one of those situations where HBO bought the rights and they didn't have a whole lot of content at the time. So they just like replayed it and replayed it and replayed it. And it was like, I believe it's a PG movie. Um, yeah, nothing really happens. Yeah. Movie. So it was, you know, okay for kids to watch. And, um, you know, when I get home from school or like whatever, I turn on the TV and twins would be playing. Yeah. And so like, I just watched this movie like constantly. <laughs> and it was Did one, you like it back then? I loved it. Okay. Um, I, I really liked Danny DeVito. This was my first introduction to Arnold Schwarzenegger because like, before this, he'd been in a bunch of movies I wasn't allowed to watch because uh, I was so young. So, uh, you know, like I can remember, um, and it came back to me when we were rewatching it, the scene in the jailhouse where they first meet each other. And Dan DeVito's like, you know, if you're really my brother, get me out of here. Yeah. And he, he's, he's like, get you out of here. And Dan DeVito's like, money talks and bullshit walks. <laughs> and, and Arnold's like, but bullshit doesn't walk. <laughs> yeah. And, and so literal. <laughs> And like, and when he said that line, I remember hearing that line as a kid. I never understood that line when I was a kid because I, I didn't know what bullshit was. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah. So like this movie kind of has a special place in my heart. And the way it, it came about was kind of funny. The guy who um, created the movie, I, I'm blanking on his name, but basically he was doing a pitch to Universal at some restaurant, right? Some Universal executives. And uh, his pitches were not going well, like. They weren't interested at all. So like he excused himself. He went to the bathroom and he was like, okay, I got to think of something to pitch these guys. And so like he came up with the idea of long lost twins, one of whom is like an action star and the other whom is like a, a comedian. 
And he went back and he pitched it and Universal was like, yeah, I like that idea. <laughs> and so like that was like his one pitch that got picked up and it was made up on the spot in, in the bathroom. And then when they were trying to put it together, because they were under kind of like a like a rush time frame, um, like they had a meeting with Schwarzenegger, DeVito, and Ivan Reitman, and they kind of like made the deal on like a napkin at the restaurant. And that was one of the reasons why like uh, they agreed to give them like a cut of the profits. So I just thought that was interesting that this was a movie that literally just came together on the spot. Mm. So organically. <laughs> Otherwise we wouldn't have it. I, all right. So this is my first time watching this movie and um, I didn't like it. I, I was, I was bored out of my mind after they meet and like the original, like haha moment where they're like, you're, tw we're twins and we're so different. Like, that joke got reused so many times. It's the one joke. It's the only joke. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, can they do any other jokes? Like, oh, we're so different. Ha ha ha. And, and like, and Danny DeVito's character as like, I like Danny DeVito as an actor, but his character in this movie was like a dick the entire time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was never likable. So I was like, I don't really want to see these two like get together and hang out because Danny DeVito is kind of an asshole and I don't really, I don't care for his character that much. So I didn't really like this movie. I, I was bored. The whole like, Let's go find our mother subplot with some random like industrial espionage plot going on too. I was like, where is that? Why do we need that? <laughs> yeah. So the, the, the actual plot after they find each other is that Danny DeVito steals a car that was left in the parking garage. And the guys who left this like luxury car have this experimental like jet engine jet engine in, in the trunk. Yeah. And basically they're selling it off to this Texas like industrialist who's willing to pay them like $20 million for it's this five million. thing. Five million. No, no. That, well, they, that, was, they, that was his cut. Yeah, they pay yeah. the cut for the driver yeah. was five million. Yeah, the actual like total thing that this guy was paying out to, to perpetuate this espionage is was $20 million. So Danny DeVito goes and steals this car that has the engine in it, not knowing that it, you know what it possesses. And then once he discovers what's in the trunk, um, he figures out that the cut of the guy who was supposed to deliver the car was $5 million because the guys who left the car behind had instructions on the audio cassette. And that's how Danny DeVito, he turns on the radio, the cassette plays and he finds out, Oh, there's money in the trunk. And yeah. so like he calls the Texas oil tycoon, finds out it's, um, he can get $5 million for delivering this thing and decides to leave LA to go on a road trip to deliver this for $5 million. And Arnold Schwarzenegger and the two love interests um, join him. And while he's doing this, the actual like delivery guy who's supposed to get the car to begin with, who's also a ruthless assassin, <laughs> uh, decides to track them down to try to get his payday back. Yeah. And so like there's this weird kind of like action movie plot line that's playing out <laughs> as, as there's this whim whimsical like, you know, uh, brotherly love, you know comedy going on so it's yeah. like a it's a typical ivan reitman thing where he kind of mismatch mishmashes like comedy and drama together um like you if mean you, action comedy and action no com comedy and drama okay like if you've ever seen ghostbusters uh, a lot of people consider that a comedy even though like i i believe it's it's more of a science fiction movie with comedic elements because to me ivan reitman even though he's considered a comedy director his movies are always stuff that aren't necessarily comedies, but they have like a lot of humor in them. So I, I just think that's in keeping with this, but I, I feel like this movie works based off of the chemistry between Schwarzenegger and DeVito. I think they work really well with each other. They can, uh, I, for a part of this movie, I think they do, but for the rest of it, I was like, I was just bored with it. I was over it. I didn't care anymore. And, and the, 
the plot where they have to go and like find their mother in some, you know, she ran off in this like, colony. Yeah. Some colony that she created and, New and purchased. <laughs> like I, I didn't really care about that. I was more, I, I did enjoy the espionage part. I thought if they would have just left like, okay, yeah, your mother actually did die and you two are just separated at birth. And now you're together and now we have to go on this little mission and there's like a little action oriented thing going on with the assassin and all that stuff. I was like, that was more interesting than the mother plot, but they mixed the two together and it just became overly complicated to me. And I was just like, I, I don't, I, I, didn't, I ended up not caring about either one. They needed that end scene where they meet her and both go mama. Oh my God. Why did they call her mama the whole time? It was so weird. Wasn't that weird to anybody else? Mama. I need my mama. Like, could you just call her mom? Well, they'd never had a mama before. Yeah, but this yeah. mama. Like, mama is such a... You, you, you know, like to, a, to me... That's like a baby term. To, well, I, I think that was intentional, though, because it was like, the, these are grown men who, you know, they wanted a family, and they finally got it at the end, and so they reverted back to their, their initial, like, you know, childhood. It's creepy. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with you, but like I understand why they did it. The jizz milkshake that started all of this was less creepy to you. <laughs> you, you know what I love about this movie, though, it, and it's it's not like the espionage plot. It's the scenes where we get to see like Schwarzenegger and DeVito's characters bonding, and like you know they dress in the same clothes. Yeah. I thought that was so cringy, and, and they put on the same sunglasses, and they do the same weird ritual with yeah. their drink and their spoon and yeah. their plate yeah, when they're yeah. eating and, and putting the napkins in their shirts. And it's, it's like seeing them bond as brothers, which to me is really the core of this movie. Yeah. And, and that's what makes this movie enjoyable to me. Yeah. And I, I love this scene where um, Danny DeVito brings um, Julius home and he walks in and his cat is there and he's like, Ooh, my baby little cat Julius. And, <laughs> and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is like, you named your cat Julius? <laughs> That's my name. <laughs> and then like, you see the look on Danny DeVito's face and he's like, Oh shit, I did. <laughs> and uh, when he makes him his eggplant Parmesan in the microwave and Arnold's like, I like nuked food. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's funny. Like, so we all know that Arnold Schwarzenegger is like a funny guy. Like, like he's someone who he likes to play pranks. He likes yeah. to crack jokes. Did he play a prank on Danny DeVito? No. Um, oh, but, okay. but like he really like up to this point, I think the movie he just finished before this one was commando. Mm-hmm. So like he, he'd been getting into like the action movies um, up to this point. He really wanted to do a comedy and, and this was technically his first comedy, even though a lot of people consider his movie um, Hercules in New York to be a comedy, but I don't really count that. that. I've never even heard of that. And he actually, in order to prepare for the role, he he got Milton Berle to coach him in in the art of comedic acting. Hmm. And I think that my favorite part, like just from like a comedy perspective in this movie, was when Kelly Preston is seducing him in the hotel room (laughs) and Arnold's just... Oblivious. <laughs> well, like he, he's a virgin. Yeah. His character is a virgin in the movie. And, uh, y- you know, I can remember watching that scene as a kid and just being like, what's going on here? Cause like, I didn't really understand, you know, that she was like seducing him. Yeah. And so like when they cut away and they cut back and like, she's like smoking a cigarette and he's just got this big <laughs> smile on his face. <laughs> like I never understood why he had that smile, <laughs> but I just thought he looked so funny smiling like that, that like, that was like the humor to me. And then like watching it again, you finally got it this I fi- week. I finally <laughs> got the joke. <laughs> yeah. I finally got the joke. 30 years later. <laughs> but, it, but it's funny because Kelly Preston, who was uh, Ar- um, John Travolta's wife, stars in this movie as Arnold Schwarzenegger's love interest. And I can remember when I was a kid, I was just like, like that girl's like so gorgeous. 
and like we were watching again it's like you know like wow like she looked really good she's smoking hot smoking hot and that scene where she gets on the bed and her little butt like (laughs) her little cheek leak you know from her butt (laughs) her butt cleavage yes All right. Uh, let's do final thoughts around the table on this movie. I didn't care for it. Um, the initial premise in the first like 15, 20 minutes was comical and fun. And then once the joke kind of ran its course, I was kind of over it. Um, so I, I, I would not I would not watch this movie again. <laughs> uh, Jude, what about you? I love this movie. Do you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think it's very dated, but um, there are aspects of it that I find endearing. And I love this movie. I don't know if it's maybe like uh, a thing that I saw when I was young too that holds it near and dear to my heart. Would I watch it every weekend? No, <laughs> it would grow old very fast. But I mean, I don't think I've seen it for at least probably 10 years. Um, so rewatching it again now, I was like excited to watch it again. And as I was watching it, I I enjoyed it. Right on. Kadesh, what about you? Final thoughts on this all right, so there are three things that I want to cover before we move on. Of course there are. Of course. <laughs> so first, there's one thing I want to ask you guys, so make it quick because there's a question I want to ask you guys. So first, uh, there was uh, going to be a sequel to this movie called Triplets where Dane DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger found out that they had another brother played by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> now, no. Yes. No. Yes. Now, this movie, the, this, obviously, it never got off the ground. <laughs> But that was the gag. Was like Make Eddie that Murphy. movie today. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'd love to see that. Uh, secondly, um, Jason Momoa has expressed an interest in remaking this movie with Peter Dinklage. I was going to, oh, that was what I was going to ask. I did see that. Yeah. I was going to ask you guys if you would want to see a reboot with Jason Momoa and Peter Dinklage. Like, is that something that you actually would be interested in seeing is seeing a 2020 yeah. version of this movie? I would hope that they'd be able to, to capture that relationship that they were able to capture in this original. Um, I think that Jason Momoa is a funny guy. Peter Dinklage is also a funny guy. I think it would, I think it could work. Yeah. I would watch it. (laughs) (laughs) You'll watch anything with Momoa in it. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. I mean, you like throw some wet jeans on that. I'd watch him pee. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, Jude. So uh, the last thing I wanted to point out before we move on, is that, so I don't know if you guys knew this, but Danny DeVito was one of the producers on Quentin Tarantino's movie, Pulp Fiction. And he was one of the guys who kind of like helped Tarantino kind of, you know, make his his movies, his mm-hmm. classic movies. And uh, Samuel L. Jackson, John Travolta's characters in those movies were named Jules oh, and yeah. Vincent. Oh, that's a cool so connection. So it, it was a little callback to this movie, Twins. Oh, wow. That's, where where okay. Danny DeVito plays Vincent and... Arnold Schwarzenegger plays Julius. I like that. Yeah. That's a cool little trivia piece. That's cool. So, but overall, um, I have a very nostalgic place in my heart for this movie and I don't think it's bad. I think it's just kind of like a very meh, somewhat (laughs) enjoyable movie. (laughs) I I feel like all of Ivan Reitman's movies, except for Ghostbusters are all very meh, you know? So this just, it's not bad, but it's not fantastic. On a scale of, good to bad. It's just meh. Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's a solid five, I think. <laughs> five Possi- possibly a six. Yeah, out of ten. What does Vader think? I'm very grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the wrong button. We don't have one star shit fest I on there? I hate everything. Oh, we do need to get him saying that, huh? Uh, all right. So 
Uh, before we move on, if everybody's good, we're good done with twins. All right, cool. Before we move on, I want to remind everybody listening that you guys can check us out. Uh, go to our Patreon page and help support the podcast. That's saltynerdclub.com. Join the Salty Nerd Club and help support the podcast. We are trying to get to 1,000 uh, Patreon subscribers so that we can uh, hopefully do this full time and offer you guys all kinds of cool content. If you become a Patreon member, you get access to exclusive content, uh, advanced show notes. We give away t-shirts and stickers, and we have blooper reels that you guys get to listen to where I cut out all of Jude's dirty jokes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Spoil also, sport. Yeah, and also we do actually like full-on exclusive podcasts where we talk about movie news and other things. And just Vader for, talks about his bowel movements. Yep, and bowel <laughs> movements. Yeah, there's lots of cool content there. So uh, pick a tier. We have many to choose from, and uh, they all have their own exclusive access stuff. Okay, so Junior, we're going to talk about Junior next, which is a movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito again. Mm-hmm. And uh, and also Pamela Reed, who is also in Kindergarten Cop. Yes, mm-hmm. this is true, the redhead. Yeah, so it was like the intersection of Kindergarten Cop and Twins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's, um, Jude, why don't you tell us what this movie is about, and then we'll dig into it. Junior was released on November 23rd, 1994. So the synopsis is, as part of a fertility research project, a male scientist agrees to carry a pregnancy in his own body. So uh, we've already discussed, uh, this was also directed by Ivan Reitman, and it was written by Kevin Kevin Wade and Chris Conrad. So it stars uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito, Emma Thompson, and also Pamela Reed, who um, was also in the next movie we'll be talking about. So it's budgeted for $60 million. What do you think it grossed? Budget was $60 million, really? Mm-hmm. For this? Yeah. This is when Arnold Schwarzenegger was getting like $20 million a movie. Yeah. Jesus. Emma Thompson. She's big shit then. Um, uh, I'm going to say, I feel like this didn't make that much money. I don't know. Um, I'm going to say like $75 million, $80 million. $108. Okay. I believe this was the last time uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger worked with Ivan Reitman. This was such a bad movie. <laughs> uh, it, it was pretty bad. It was rough. It was rough to get through. I was like, okay. I saw this in the theater when it first Did came you out. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. What you was that sweet like? Sweet summer child. It, it was like when they got to the C-section part. I was like, I just want this movie to be. Over. <laughs> and and it was funny because rewatching it, like that was the scene I was dreading because I remember I got sick to my stomach Aww. in the theater when, yeah. when when that scene came up. And I don't know if Jude noticed or not, but when like the birthing scene happened, uh, I was like playing on my iPad. I was trying not to pay attention. <laughs> no, I, to the movie. <laughs> I was pissed. Cause I was like, listen, we have to sit through this movie, put your shit down and watch it with me. Don't <laughs> abandon me to your iPad. It was that one scene. I, I just, I couldn't. Yeah. Cause they're like, Oh, he's twisted in his intestines. I'm just like, Oh God, <laughs> this is so stupid. I know. Can K- cannot handle uh, bodily fluids. No. In so, movies. so basically this is like the third movie in an unconnected trilogy of comedies that Ivan Reitman and Arnold Schwarzenegger did. But I, I call them the one joke movies because yeah. like they're all just based around like one joke. This, okay. The joke about like, Oh, what if a man got pregnant? Like I just, I, I, well, the, the joke with this movie is what if, Danny DeVito knocked up Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> which is essentially what it is. Yeah. And the way he convinces him is just so unconvincing too, where he, he's like, look, you'll carry it to the first trimester. It'll be no bigger than a piece of rice. And then like, boom, like we got the data on our hormones. Yeah, and we're how, done. Like that, that's didn't sit well with me either. Yeah. They were basically like, we're going to create a life and then we're going to kill it. Cause that, yeah. all we need is the numbers. Well, originally the ending of this movie um, was going to be an abortion. Oh geez, really? Yeah, and <gasps> and and they decided that it was going to be too controversial of an ending, yeah. so they changed it. You think? To you know, 
full term C-section yeah. with they stole a piece of Emma Thompson's body. And <laughs> I just, I just didn't like. I didn't like the premise of this movie. I didn't buy into it. First of all, like the whole like, like this it, is not it, like it a, really should have been goofier and funnier than it was. Yeah, yeah they played it too straight. Yeah. It was like they they went like the heartwarming route. Like, what if Arnold actually fell in love with his you know baby and he wanted? It was just like it was weird, man. I didn't. And it's funny because like Arnold actually like he spent time with like pregnant women and he was like in obstetricians' offices trying to like. Fi- figure out like what, what the mannerisms were. Chick? So what is it like to be pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, re- it reminds me that of that scene in the movie where he's in Dan- Danny DeVito's office yeah. and he's surrounded by these pregnant women. They're just asking him questions about like his pregnancy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and he's just like, oh yeah, I haven't picked out a name yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a girl, Junior. Yeah. If it's a boy, Junior. Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, and then other couples like, Junior's a good name. Yeah. 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 Oh, that was, that was a nice little cameo from the dude from Law and Order. And yeah, uh, he's, well, it wasn't a cameo because he wasn't famous at the time. Well, yeah. Jason Maloney? Or I can't Maloney. remember his name, but he plays, he's the guy from Law and Order, the cop. And he also yeah. played most recently, he's in a TV show called Happy, Happy yeah. which is oh yeah freaking bizarre. It's dark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to call him Jason Maroney. I think that's his name. Okay. Oh, can anybody look it up? I'll look it up. Uh, Thank you, Jude. Uh, he was on. He was on Law and Order SUV. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He showed up. A or SUV Special Victims Unit. Not 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 the sports utility vehicle. He um yeah he showed up which is which is ironic because in Twins David Caruso was the parking lot attendant. He's CSI Miami. Oh okay. He's the guy who takes off the sunglasses and you hear the yeah the one liners. Christopher Maloney. Christopher, Christopher Maloney. Maloney. Okay. That's his name. Yeah. Yeah. He showed up. I was surprised to see him and he had like a full set of hair and everything. Yeah. I was like, holy cow. That's he, that he, guy. Had the, he had the mullet. Yeah. 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 Right from the beginning. I, I, again, I didn't really like the characters. Uh, uh, Schwarzenegger's character was kind of a little bit harsh and unlikable. And I get it, like, you're supposed to grow with him as the movie progresses. He gets a little, you know, more heartwarming and softer, you know, personality wise. But I'm like, I just, I didn't like anybody in this movie. Yeah. I wasn't rooting for them. I, I didn't think, want them to do what they were doing yeah. in the first place. And then the whole outcome of it, I was just like, I, can I stop watching this, please? They, I think they were trying <laughs> to do some kind of like lovable klutz thing with just, Emma Thompson. It, it didn't. No, it didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah, like nothing in this movie really worked. Like I, from the very get go, I have a hard time buying Arnold Schwarzenegger as a brilliant geneticist. <laughs> well, he was wearing those glasses. Well, yeah, yeah. he was wearing the glasses. The so. round glasses makes yeah. everything work. But, you know, a lot of the jokes in this movie just kind of resort to Arnold Schwarzenegger acting like a woman. Where it's like, do you find my body disgusting? <laughs> you know, so, uh, having morning sickness. Yeah. You, as a, as, having had a kid and being pregnant at one point, did you find any of like the pregnancy humor relatable or funny to you? No, I didn't find it relatable either. I think okay. it was like a joke based on what, a dude thinks that a woman would say when she's pregnant. Yeah. yeah. Probably the best part in the movie was when the Arnold Schwarzenegger was talking to Danny DeVito in, in the lab and he's like, my nipples have been really sensitive lately. <laughs> and like tingle. the other two scientists are like, Oh, are you a runner? Are you a surfer? Yeah. <laughs> cause, cause you know, if you put some wax on those, when you're surfing, when you're paddling out into the ocean, like totally fixes that. <laughs> so weird. And I was, I was just like, no, I'm not a surfer. <laughs> I just, I don't know what else to say about this movie. I just, I didn't think it was that funny. I didn't think the characters were that relatable. You never need to watch it. I if you're listening to this program. Don't ever watch Junior. You don't need it's to. It's terrible. Yeah. It, it, it's literally like one of his most forgettable films. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's, it's not like anything's particularly bad about it. It's just that there's nothing particularly good. Yeah. Like nothing the, the, more. The humor doesn't really work. 
the storyline, like Frank Langella, who always plays a great jerk um, in every movie <laughs> he's in, you know, he plays like the the evil university professor guy who's, you know, trying to uh, steal Arnold Schwarzenegger's baby. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the, one of those things where like when he quarter, corners Schwarzenegger and, and he, he's like that baby's university property per our contract. Oh yeah. And Schwarzenegger's like my body, my, my choice. choice. <laughs> so cringy. Oh, it's yeah. so bad. And then like he, he's running in his like little pregnancy suit and, uh, and, uh, it's just, and his maternity clothes were awful. Oh yeah. The moo's yeah. just all over the place. With I the, think no. the, the best part of this movie was Pamela Reed. And it's funny because like in both the movies she's in with Schwarzenegger, she's constantly eating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like she's just like hungry that's a whole, all the time. That's a whole plot point in kindergarten class. Yeah. She gets sick from eating. Yeah. And like uh, there's a scene where her and Schwarzenegger are eating in this movie and, and he's like, do you want the chicken wing? <laughs> and she's like, oh yeah. And then like they both like take a chicken wing and just start eating it. It's so weird. <laughs> But she plays Dane DeVito's ex-wife, yes. who's pregnant, with somebody else, with a, a child from Aerosmith. From Aerosmith, yeah. so like, so uh, Dane Did they DeVito. Ever say which band member it was? Well, no, it, it was it, the personal trainer. Well, no, it, it wasn't actually. It was actually at the end of the movie she reveals that it was Dane DeVito's baby all along. Oh, what? Yeah, well, I missed that part. So I missed it too. So she gets pregnant over the course of time that Arnold Schwarzenegger also gets pregnant. And at the end, of the, and during this time, she keeps like he keeps obsessing over like who got her pregnant because when they were married, like he couldn't get her pregnant. Like yeah. they kept trying and just wouldn't work. And so she, you know, uh, she lets it slip that it was at an Aerosmith um, concert from someone who's on tour with Aerosmith. And so Dane DeVito believes it was a member of Aerosmith who got her pregnant. And then she's like, no, it was their personal trainer. Oh, and, and so like he's like he's like oh, and then at the end. <laughs> when they deliver the baby, the baby looks just like him. You know, they, they kind of share a look and, and she's like, yeah, it's yours. And he's like, can we start again? Can we try this? Oh, I can totally missed that. Yeah. I mean, I remember him saying something like, can we try again? Because it was like one of those heartfelt moments in the music. All oh, the music in this movie is terrible too. By the, way. <laughs> um, the so, music swells and like they well, have that little connection. Same, but. same composer who did Kindergarten Cop. What a, I guess it must be the movie that makes the biggest difference then. Because like, the music to this just sounded so cringy in like nineties. <laughs> yeah, it, it was very, it's very dated. <laughs> and, and, and it's kind of funny cause like it was cutting edge in the nineties. Oh right? yeah, I'm sure it was Hans Zimmerman in the nineties. Yeah. This movie and uh, twins both end with Dane DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger celebrating their babies. <laughs> you know? And, and it, it's funny because at the end of this movie, like they're all on the beach with like, you know, uh, their two babies and Dane DeVito and his wife had a, had a boy. And Arnold Schwarzenegger and Emma Thompson had a girl. They're like, you know, like so and so is lonely. You should get him a brother or sister. Oh, and 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 uh, what's her na- what's her name is like? Oh, I, I I'm done. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to have another baby. Yeah, I don't. And and Arnold Schwarzenegger's is like, who says it has to be you? And then he looks at Dane DeVito, and Dane DeVito's like, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. This pre- like again, I'm going to say it for the third time. The premise makes no absolutely no sense like this is like a science fiction movie where there's like somehow capable of carrying a baby like where's the umbilical cord yeah anybody could answer that question like and like the last the only thing that they kept this baby alive with was that weird ass drug that they Uh kept using and i'm like how does that that doesn't work there's no there's no realm of possibility that this movie could ever make sense and the last third of this movie is just Arnold and drag <laughs> doing, doing, extra, doing, doing pregnancy yoga. exercises. Got a yeah. bad uh, wig on. And- yeah. And, and, let, and it's so funny when they're kind of explaining in a way where he's like, I know my appearance is shocking to you, <laughs> but 
the women's like she was like bodybuilding team. Yeah, Olympic <laughs> team used to shoot me up with anabolic steroids, <laughs> which explains my manly appearance. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god, this. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. Yeah. It's making me uncomfortable. Cut to a montage of him just like rotating his hips <laughs> and crying. Yeah. Like, like he, he gets very hormonal in the movie and oh. just like, and Danny DeVito has to like, keep like, like bring him back to reality, you know? And it's, it's just, it's such a weird movie. And also I think we forgot to mention that the embryo that they impregnated um, Danny DeVito, he kind of threw this together at the last minute because they were trying to get FDA approval for this special hormone to help women get pregnant. And uh, when the FDA turned them down, the university revoked all their funding. And so uh, he was trying, so he convinced Arnold to do this pregnancy study on a human, basically a man, just to have like the human data so they could go back and get more funding for, for their um, hormone because they pumped so much time and money and effort into this thing. And the whole reason is because Arnold Schwarzenegger says, what woman would allow us to do this to her body? And Danny DeVito's like, well, we'll just get a man then. <laughs> yeah, he was like, it doesn't have to be a woman. We just need uh, human data for the first trimester. And in fact, I, I remember, uh, so like when they were promoting this movie, I, I think it was on the late show with Jay Leno or something like that. And, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was on there and Jay was like, yeah, so uh, how's the birth work? <laughs> and Arnold was like, like it's a C-section. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, uh, I was just like, Ugh. I yeah. Don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what, what's interesting, and, and this goes, uh, this has a connection to Kindergarten Cop as well, is that so every comedy that Arnold signed on to do after Twins, he insisted that uh, Ivan Reitman be the director. So like with this movie, it was originally going to be directed by a guy named Brian Levitt. And he was like all set to make the movie and Arnold Schwarzenegger gets cast and he's, he's like, I don't want this guy. I want Ivan Reitman or I'm not doing the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to do that. <laughs> and, 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 and so they yes, fired, they fired this poor guy and Universal made all three of these movies that we're talking about. So like Universal basically like, well, if that's what Arnold wants, that's what Arnold gets. So they oh, fired yeah. this director and brought Ivan Reitman on. Um, but it was poor like, guy. yeah, it, it was really like touted as, you know, the successor to twins in Danny DeVito reunited with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I just didn't feel like their chemistry worked as well in this movie as it did in twins. No, I think he was even less likable in this movie than he was in twins. Yeah. And Danny DeVito was like not as interesting in this movie. He seemed pretty flat. Yeah. He played it very straight. Yeah. It was and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger played it very straight. So like it just didn't work. Yeah. And Emma Thompson, they tried to they tried to make her like the goofy, funny chick, and it just didn't work. <laughs> Did not work at all. <laughs> no, it's so out of place. Like every time she does something, she like knocks something over, bumps into somebody. It was just kind of like, why? Why, why and, is this and, happening? And Jude also mentioned the the weird like moral dilemma of like them basically stealing a part of her body to do their experiment. Oh yeah, uh, but of course they didn't know that like she had frozen one of her eggs and labeled it as Junior. Um, so it was just kind of like an accident, but the fact that like, you know, it's like, technically oh, oh, her kid. Yeah. We, she uh, never asked for it. We, we hijacked your egg and now you're going to have a baby. It's kind of an interesting role reversal though, where it's usually the guy who's like, you know, like, Oh, I'm the father. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, and she's like, yeah, I'm having the baby and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm done talking about this movie. Yep. Um, I, thumbs down across the board. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is not a, this is not a winner. All right. Let's move on to something more fun, but before we do, <laughs> go to saltynerdstore.com. We have lots of cool t-shirts there. 
Uh, I've been working on making some cool designs. Uh, we've got some inside jokes from the podcast. If you're a longtime listener, you might get some of the jokes. We got uh, my favorite, the one that I've made so far was Peck and Paws. I made a little logo for Aww. the uh, for the general store or the what is it? It's a sporting goods store in uh, in Chopping, Chopping Mall. Mall. So I made a it's logo. Also, for the that. name of a famous director. Yes, that too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, they named a store after him in Chopping Mall, which was Jude's pick for her. Um, her what was the theme for that episode? Monsters and robots. That's right, monsters yeah. and robots. And that episode. was actually Vader's theme. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it was your pick. Yeah, check out our monsters and robots episode if you yeah. want to get in on the jokes. And uh, I also did some uh, political campaign T-shirts. We've got uh, Murtal and Riggs from Lethal Weapon, and also Tango and Cash from Tango and Cash. <laughs> so if anyone out there doesn't want to sign up to be our patron, they can buy a cool t-shirt and that helps support the podcast. As well. Also, all these designs are also available in stickers, magnets, like they, they're, it's, it's used for pretty much anything. I'm wearing one of our t-shirts now. Yes, you are. You're wearing the original scream queen, scream queen. Oh, from the same show, from the same show. Yeah. That's right. And that's actually that the person that's silhouetted on your shirt is uh -huh. the, uh, the blonde chick from Kelly Maroney, scream queen lover. All right, guys, saltynerdstore.com help support the podcast and get some cool stuff in return. All right, let's talk about our favorite movie of this week, my favorite movie of this week, Kindergarten Cop. I had such a blast watching this movie. <laughs> it's the most memeable Schwarzenegger so movie. So memeable. So much. So many great one-liners. I'm the potty pooper. <laughs> but, but, it, <laughs> but it's not intentional is the thing. <laughs> Isn't it, it? No, it's not. Oh. It, it, it's like they, they wrote this movie. Like, yeah, there, there's some jokey things in there, but like Schwarzenegger fans memed this movie so hard <laughs> that, it, that it became funny. Oh, so. I don't know. It feels like it was intentional to me, but you're absolutely right. It was a ton of fun. So original Jude, meme king. Yeah. <laughs> Jude, why don't you uh, tell everybody what Kindergarten Cop is about? Okay. Kindergarten Cop <clears throat> was released December 21st, 1990. So the synopsis is a tough cop must pose as a kindergarten teacher in order to locate a dangerous criminal's ex-wife who may hold the key to putting him behind bars. So it was directed by Ivan Reitman, written by Murray Salem, stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Penelope Ann Miller, and Pamela Reed. So the budget was fifteen million. What do you think it grossed? Um, eighty-five million. Two hundred and two million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was a huge hit. That is awesome. This movie is. This is. I think this is the only movie I like that has kids in it. <laughs> I was, was going to say, I was surprised. Yeah, we were shocked so to find out that you liked yeah. it. Let's get this out of the way now, okay? Because I know everybody, I'm infamous for hating movies with children in them, uh, except for like a handful, like uh, Jurassic Park and such like that. But uh, the reason why I, I like this movie, and even though it has kids in it, is wait, the kids. Wait, wait, wait. What? Is it because Arnold is smarter than the kids? Yes. <laughs> I knew it. It's because the kindergartners <laughs> act like kindergartners. Like at some point, if his kindergarten class had taken out the bad guy in this movie and it was like a triumphant, like, oh, the kids risk rescued Arnold. I'd be like, no, 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 that's not happening. How'd you feel about the ferret? <laughs> yeah, like, like remember when Arnold Schwarzenegger says, "Oh, the ferret doesn't bite. Don't worry." Yeah. And then, like at the end, he bites. And he bites the, the bad guy, yeah. but he was the bad guy. Mm -hmm. He was just putting the kid in danger. So it was a little comic relief. He there, never huh? bites ever, unless you're a bad guy. Yeah, unless you're the his nemesis. Yes. <laughs> so Alex, yes. you know you're famous for hating Goonies, mm -hmm. which uh, you know you've gone on record many times as saying like you loathe that movie. I do. But this this film was shot in the same town that Goonies was shot, Astoria, Oregon. Oh. Wow. And it was funny because, like, I was watching, like, there, there were certain scenes outside the school where they'd show, like, the school buses coming down the roads. 
and in my head, I just kept thinking like, man, that looks just like the town from Goonies. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's the town from Goonies. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they showed the house at any point when they were driving around the neighborhood. Like all the, all the scenes outside the school were kind of just like drive-bys. They, they, they never really had another location besides that, the, um, the main house. It was the school. Well, that was LA. The whole the first third of this movie happens in LA. You think it's a third? I guess it feels like it's less oh, than a third. It's just, it's kind of like the setup. Yeah. yeah. Um, the opening acts. Yeah. Happen. But anyway, the we've open- got beard Arnold and, and, and we've got clean shaved Arnold. And the mall at the beginning is the same mall from shop- shopping mall. mall. Yeah. Man, the, it's all the, connected. Sherman Oaks Galleria. <laughs> Everything's connected. Everything's connected. <laughs> it's almost like Hollywood shoots in the same place all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I don't know if you caught this or if, if you've ever even watched it, but, uh, Gage from the first Pet Cemetery makes a cameo appearance as one of the kindergartners. Yeah, the, the little kid who gets killed and then turns into a zombie in, I'm, in I've Pet seen, Cemetery. I've never seen Pet Cemetery. The the bad one, the eighties one. <laughs> yeah. Is there a good one? Yeah, the remake uh, the, the was the remake actually was quite good. good. Oh, okay. I enjoyed the remake. <clears throat> I'm surprised. Usually remakes are terrible. Um, actually, uh, Roger Ebert is on record as saying that uh, nothing in this movie is as funny as the idea of it, (laughs) (laughs) which I would have to agree on. I don't know. It is, it is a one joke movie. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger teaches a bunch of rambunctious kids as a kindergarten. Yeah, but it actually has like some real character development, which I think is lacking in the other two movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is like, so Schwarzenegger wanted to do a movie about educating children because you know, uh, when Reagan was in office, he was like in charge of like children's fitness Mm. Like he, he was part of this program that promoted fitness education to yeah. like schools across the country. I remember seeing the infomercials with him. Yeah. <laughs> and so like he wanted to uh, basically highlight a physical fitness film aimed towards kids, which is why he has like the whistle and mm-hmm. telling kids to do stuff. So like his, his two demands in order to star in this film was number one, he wanted Ivan Reitman to direct it. Number two, he wanted to focus on physical fitness. So that's how the movie got made. <laughs> I think it worked though. That was like one oh, of the, oh, one he, of the best he, parts. He also wanted to highlight children from broken homes and uh, spousal abuse and stuff like that. Oh, that was a great little subplot. Yeah. It was it perfectly done. It you off. hit the kid. You hit the I kid. hit you. I hit you. It was so good. What did it feel like to punch that son of a bitch? <laughs> it felt great. <laughs> that was such a yeah. fun like, L- moment. L- L- Linda Hunt as the principal. Yeah. Yeah. She was basically Egna from... Uh, from the Incredibles, that's like, who they based come her to on. life. I was gonna say, I'm like, oh, this is the exact same character. I, I, I think she also does the voice of no, the the director she? of of Incredibles did the voice of Brad Bird or something like that. I think Are his you, name is. Pull yourself mm-hmm. together. Yeah, well, I know they, they they based the look off of her. Yeah, it looks just like her. I'm like, that's Egna, or actually, I guess Egna is basically her. Um, but anyway, so like, I want to talk about the opening scene because the opening scene to this movie is like legit action movie, yeah, like yeah, classic Arnold action movie yeah. in the mall where he's chasing he's down. He's got his like long duster trench coat, yeah. his, his like sawed off shotgun, <laughs> his like sunglasses, my his three day old beard. My name is John Kimball, and I really like my car. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that dude, the dude that he's talking. I'm just gonna to, watch it for you, man. I'm just gonna watch it for you, man. As soon as he walks away, he's like, "Man, I'm gonna kick his ass." <laughs> just, I was dying laughing, man. This movie has so many funny moments in it. I don't know if they were intentional or not, but it's just like, it's gold. Like the beginning of this, like you got this badass uh, undercover police detective, John Kimball going after the bad guy and he's wrecking house, like no holds barred. It was awesome. It was great. I loved it. It was like a murder mystery at the first 15 minutes. Like it was so exciting. I don't know. The first, the first part of this movie is like, it like, sets up the premise so well that you're invested for the rest of the movie. Yeah. The, the, 
this movie is technically a nineties movie because it came out in 1990, but it really does feel like it, like he's playing eighties Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> in this movie, <laughs> you know, like, like the, the cop that plays by his own rules. Yeah. And he doesn't give a damn. He's just going to go after the bad guy. Yeah. We got another, uh, another fantastic ponytail in this movie too. <laughs> by the bad guy, crisp. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. That ponytail. Uh, ponytails were the thing, man. That was like after the mullet, right? Is that what people did with mullets when they got too long? Is they just no, made the no, ponytail? It, Cause like the eighties were like the, it was either you had a hockey mullet or you had long hair, heavy, heavy metal, long hair. Okay. And so like in the nineties, it became kind of cooler to like take that long hair and just pull it back into a greasy ponytail for some reason. (laughs) (laughs) I think Danny DeVito might've started that, that trend (laughs) in 88. It's all Danny DeVito's fault. (laughs) I can blame him for that terrible, terrible oil in it. Slick it back. Oh, anyway. Yeah. But basically Arnold wanted to do this movie because like he had his first kid in, in 89 and so he started looking for stuff that he wanted his kids to be able to watch. And oh, so okay. That was like the impetus for like him sending out feelers to like find something that he could do that was kind of family there's, friendly. There's a there's a decent chunk of murder in this movie. Like what age do you think would be appropriate for people to watch it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny because like Arnold's been on record as, as saying like if they had cut out a lot of the violence, like this movie probably could have made like 20% more money. Yeah. Um, be, because like... It, again, th- this goes back to Ivan Reitman just being kind of a very inconsistent director <laughs> where like he wanted to play the movie like on both sides. He wanted it to be a family film, but also like an action, yeah. like, like serious drama type thing. And uh, like you got to pick one lane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's hard to do that, that like dual plot structure. Yeah, they could have like the first murder in the beginning is when Crisp wants to find out where his wife has run away to with his son. Cause the whole point is like this bad guy wants to find his son and take him away. And, uh, there's this like low life junkie dude. Who's just trying to make a buck who has some information about this very infamous, uh, drug dealers, um, family member. And crisp just assassinates him. And, and it's like right in front plain view. Like he just shoots him in the chest a handful of times and then walks away. And, and then like, Kimball handcuffs, his girlfriend to the, to the dead, dead body. body. Don't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah, the, the, the dead guy's girlfriend. Yeah, the dead guy's girl. Yeah. yeah, it was um, it, it was like weird because I'm like, if you wanted to go the, the like the G route, you very easily could have done that off yeah. screen and just had the girlfriend in the frame and then had heard the shots. But no, they were just like, no, this guy's just gonna get shot. <laughs> and and it's funny because originally, um, Patrick Swayze was supposed to be John Kimball in this movie. And uh, when Arnold Schwarzenegger expressed interest, they kind of pushed Swayze aside and, and gave it to him. Aww. But but the guy who was originally supposed to play, play Crisp, at least the guy Ivan Reitman wanted, was Christian Slater. And Christian Slater turned, huh. it, turned it down because he didn't want to get typecast as a bad guy. Mm. But can you imagine Christian Slater with the greasy ponytail? <laughs> <laughs> Would he have had a greasy ponytail, though? I Probably, like was, yeah. I feel like that was the actor's choice. I don't know if that was like a thing that they... It was they... a perfect choice. <laughs> And actually, this movie almost didn't get made simply because in Arnold's contract, like he has to have a a gym built for him mm-hmm. on every movie he does. Yep. And so, like in in this movie, um, like the gym that they built for him wasn't up to his standard. And he was like, "If you don't give me my gym, I'm walking." <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and and so, like a local business found out about this, and the, and the the guy who owned the business was like, "Hey, I got this." the space where you can build your gym. And so like he basically donated the space to make sure that the movie came to town. And uh, so like they built a gym and Arnold was happy with it. Nice. Yeah. It's he did. He was a uh, significantly less puffy in this movie than he normally is. So I feel like he didn't like, I'm sure he was working out, but it didn't require him to be like, 
Arnold. You Ar- know? Arnold's the type of guy where like he just his regiment requires him to like work out every day. Yeah. Like you remember when we talked about Predator on, on our uh, monster show. Yeah, but he was huge in Predator. He was, but like the that was like he was trying to be huge. But um, it was one of those things where he'd wake up at like four a.m. and work out for like three hours before they ever started filming. Yeah. And uh, on this movie, like it didn't require he, that. Yeah, he was fully clothed the well, entire time. He had yeah. to, you know. Have bigger biceps than uh, what was it, Jesse, <laughs> Jesse Ventura? Ventura. Yeah, yeah. He had um, to win that bet. Yeah, Arnold's just a guy like he places a big importance on his physique, and so like he needed a place to work out. So one of the key elements to this movie that I think just works perfectly. I don't know how they pulled it off, but this kindergarten class that Schwarzenegger is, is teaching, it those kids were on point. Like there was never a cringe like child actor moment. Yeah. Like these are very very young kids, and I, they just I thought the nailed em- it. The Emma girl was kind of cringy. What, which one is that? The one who had to pee? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I love I her. her. She's so yeah. cute. Yeah, she's like she's a little button. I'm not a policeman. <laughs> I'm a princess. <laughs> no, I I, I, I I just I found her annoying. But like, well, she's like kids are annoying, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but so so like one of the rules of filmmaking as a director is like never do a movie with kids or animals, <laughs> um, because like you know you can't really control them. Right. And, and so like and you can only have how many hours a day can you actually film kids? Four, like four I think. right? Yeah like three or four. Yeah. yeah. So like Ivan Reitman basically invented Reitman's rules of filmmaking for kids with this movie. And uh, like this movie was just like a big challenge because they had so many kids. So he basically said like, um, you know, I'm not going to really direct these kids. I'm just going to let them be kids mm-hmm. and he's going to cast them based off of just like how natural they act. And so he, he, he was, he was like, look, all you have to do is not look at the camera. And then, like, he just kind of, like, let them do their own thing. And then, like, in the editing room, they just took the, p- the pieces they wanted and, yeah. you know, put it on the movie. And so, like, he got, like, a lot of really natural performances from the kids, especially, um, you know, the girl who played Emma. Because, like, a lot of that stuff that she did that just ended up in the movie. Yeah, like, where, where she's playing with, the, like, the, the bear. Yeah. And, and Arnold's, like, get the back to the mat. And she's, like, I'm not a policeman. I'm a princess. <laughs> and, and, he, and he's, like, Emma, get back to the mat. And she and, and, and that, that one line where, where she's, like, I'm not a policeman. Then, like, her resolve kind of crumbles. Yeah, crumbles. And she's, like, <laughs> she's, like, I'm a princess. Like, like that, that was just her. That, that was, like, her response that's, to the whole thing. That's I, why it works. I love yeah. this scene where he's playing the banjo. She's <laughs> yeah. just dancing next to him. It's so cute. she's adorable yeah this movie like this is the kids in this movie were like a natural cringe which is what makes it work for me i'm like okay i can believe these children were were, they were believable as yeah Yeah. they were believable as children apparently because they just let them do child actors playing children exactly it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) anyway and uh just like arnold's acting with them and and uh, the whole plot about how like he was like terrible the first day and he just get runs over by these kids. He goes back and asks advice from his, his uh, uh, fellow police officer. And she's like, it's just like in the police Academy. You can't show fear. You yeah. have to go in there. You're the boss. And like, he goes in there, like he's teaching a police Academy class and like everything just falls into place yeah. and so it works perfectly. The premise of this is that he goes in with this partner police officer played by Pamela Reed, who used to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she's supposed to actually be the one in the classroom, but she gets food poisoning the night before they're supposed to show up to this job. So he takes over while she's in the classroom. Basically she, she will be feeding leads to Kimball to go out and investigate while she's pretending to be the teacher. And the opposite happens. Yeah. Basically on the flight there, 
uh, Angela Bassett, who plays the yeah the flight attendant, <laughs> the flight attendant. She just has this like very minor role in this movie. You can't even call it a cameo because she wasn't really Angela Bassett back then. Uh-uh. Like she was just like some actress um, who plays like the stewardess. Flight attendant. Um, yeah, the flight attendant. Um, ba- basically, um, Pamela Reed, um, like she, she's like this character. Her character just loves to eat for some reason. She's got like low blood sugar yeah. or something, so she has to constantly <laughs> yeah. eat. And, and she's a foodie. She's like engaged to a chef. And, <laughs> oh, and, this guy forgot about yeah. that, dude. <laughs> and, and so like she's constantly eating stuff. And then on the flight, she finds out that she got food poisoning and she's like super sick. And like Arnold, like they can't fly on the plane because she's sick. So like they have to drive to this town and Arnold has to stop every couple minutes to like let her get out and like throw up. And she's just like, I want to die. And Arnold has to like pick her up and carry her everywhere. And he's like all pissed off. And so like so they get to the hotel and Arnold has to like carry her in and puts her down on the bed. And basically she's like, I'm not going to be able to make well, she, it. No, she's adamant that she's going to. And he's just like, no, nah, you just sit. Yeah. Sit yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's obvious that like she, there's no way she can go undercover. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to have to do this. Yeah. And then once he goes to the school and, and he becomes like the, the substitute teacher, like that's his role. And so she has to be the one to chase down the leads when she's better. Yeah. And um, originally he's like, they're, they're five-year-olds. How hard can it be? Yeah, he's all And like, he, come, he comes back after his first day and just like falls down the, on the bed. He's like, like it, it was horrible. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> like, like, like the first time he walks into like the classroom, they're all like screaming and yelling and jumping off the walls. Yeah, he like, like turns his back for 15 seconds yeah, and he like turns back every- around and the, and the uh, classroom is just demolished. Yeah. We're going to play a game. It's called Who Is Your, your Daddy? Daddy and What? Does he do? <laughs> yeah, the way the way he goes about trying to figure out which kid is the 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 drug dealer's kid is yeah. so like badly obvious, but because they're dealing with six year olds, nobody gets it. But he's like, he's trying to figure out who the father is. He's trying to figure out which kid is has two married parents. He's trying to nail down like you know which suspect is it. And there's also this whole subplot because like there are so many broken homes in this town with single moms where they hear that there's this new kindergarten teacher and they're like, Oh, he's probably gay. (laughs) And and then like, uh, he shows up and all the single moms see him and and they're like, I gotta go put my makeup on. (laughs) And so like you have all these, these single mothers of like the kids in the kindergarten class who are just like, comes in and is like, Mr. Kimball, are you married? He's like, no. And the kid just like looks down the hallway and goes, ma'am, he's single. Classic. And, and then you have like Kathy Moriarty making an appearance as like the the potential like ex-wife of Crisp. Oh yeah, the blonde chick. Yeah, the blonde yeah, chick. She's like a diva. Yeah, like like she got like the leather pants on. Yep. She, she just she just looks like an eighties rock groupie type thing. <laughs> She's, she's got like the low sultry voice. Yeah. Out of all the, all the women in the, in the town, she would be like the prime suspect to be like, used to be married to this low life drug dealer. Yeah. And it, it, it's a subversion of expectations, I guess that she's actually not yeah. the one. And then like, there's like the kid who is kind of like, you know, extricates himself from all the other kids and just mm-hmm. kind of sits alone. And Arnold thinks that it's because like, he's not trying to draw attention to himself, but then it turns out that he finds out that he has an abusive father. Yeah. And so he ends up confronting and a mother who covers it up. And, yeah. and like, that's one of my, like out of all the subplots in this movie, that one was like so perfectly done because it was just, he, he found out about it. He knew about it. The mom swore up and down. We're having it deal with, he's going to therapy, blah, blah, blah. He's trying to defend her husband. And, uh, when he comes, the, I don't know if it's the next day or like whatever, the next time the kid comes in and Arnold sees a bruise on, a, on his neck. Or no, he like pats him on the back and the kid like, reacts yeah. because and there's it, obviously a oh, bruise there. And he sees the father sitting by his car. And says, oh, you must be uh, Mr. Kimball. And he just 
decks him in the yeah. stomach. I was like, yes. <laughs> and it, it's, it's kind of funny because so while the post-production on this movie was going forward, Ivan Reitman was working on Ghostbusters 2 and they actually had to, de- to delay this movie for a while because of uh, Ivan Reitman's commitments to Ghostbusters 2. But Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's son, he plays the kid who is uh, making out during the fire uh, drill. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> and Jason Reitman is the one directing the Ghostbusters reboot that's oh. supposed to come out next year. Oh, nice. Nice little tie yeah, together. That is a cool little thing. See, man. Sweet little bow. It's almost like Hollywood's all kind of yeah. and and Ivan everything's Reitman, connected. Everything's connected. <laughs> That's a shirt. Ivan Reitman's <laughs> daughter had a little cameo in Twins. Actually, like she was the grandchild of like the one of the fathers that you know Arnold goes to that mansion. So mm-hmm. He's like the older, like buff guy, and his little granddaughter was Ivan Reitman's daughter. Oh, cool. Making, making a little cameo in that. Uh, okay, so there's one thing before I forget. I don't want to. Uh, I really want to talk about this for a minute. Can we get an award for the worst mother-in-law? ever to exist. <laughs> like this woman is the most hateful yeah. freaking woman well, I have ever seen in a movie before. <laughs> is she the worst mother-in-law or is she the best mother? No, the She's worst mother. The worst mother. Both. She, yeah. She's like, I, I mean, she, she does, yeah. she does anything for her child. Okay. <sighs> she like medicated the shit out of him yeah, and then no. he turned into a get psychopath. Some, get some antihistamine, some t- children's Tylenol, like just dope the kid up so he can't, like question what she's doing. Yeah. Oh, it was so she's gross. Awful. Yeah. It like made me like feel, I won't take a shower after I saw that scene. <laughs> she's the worst mother-in-law ever. Yeah. Right? One, of, one of my pet peeves of movies is like unnecessarily bad parents. Yeah. But I mean, it worked in this one because she's, I mean, the, villain. She, she's the villain yeah. and uh, it made sense for her to be that way. But yeah, I hate, I hate oh, that. I wanted her to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Screw the. I wanted the ferret to bite her hand. Like, 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 put Crisp in jail and just murder that woman. Like, she's just so terrible. Yeah, she's awful. She runs Pamela Reed over with her car. Yeah, just nuts. like what, is, what was that one liner? Arnold, Arnold got fucked up. In yeah, this he movie. got shot three, three times or I two think twice, twice. Yeah, yeah, he got shot in the arm and he in like the breaks leg. his leg too. I think. No, no she he got no. he got shot in the leg. When, oh, when, okay, okay. Yeah, when she runs um, Pamela over with the car, uh-huh. that's when she broke her leg. Oh, yeah. And then she comes in there and hits her with a bat and like, not so tough without your car, are you? <laughs> I like that line. <laughs> that was a good line. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, and uh, we haven't even talked about Penelope Ann Miller in this movie. The mom of, yeah. uh, of what's the kid's name? Brian? Dominic. 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 That's and, right. Uh, so like, she, Junior she's, she's, slash Dominic. She's the ex of Crispin. Yeah. Or crisp, and uh, she's also a teacher at the school. I think she teaches like second grade or something yeah, like that. Yeah, one of the higher grades. Yeah, and so like the first day, she's the one who kind of helps Arnold Schwarzenegger out with his class, and they develop kind of a love connection when they. And it turns out like her son is in um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's class, yeah, so yeah. he kind of helps and his, his, him too. Her son has that great line on the first day where he, he's like. You know, like you're really bad, and like he just keeps listing all the people who are better than him. Yeah, he's like, I take swim lessons from like a truck driver, and he's better than you too. <laughs> what about the overly morbid kid who's like, we're all gonna die? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we all die, you know. Funny. And uh, like each each kid's like little quirky personality in those movies. Like, it's captured it, perfectly. Yeah, it's yeah. so perfect. Boys but, have a penis. That Girls kid, have a who's, vagina. His father's yeah. like that, a, that was the pet cemetery kid. Oh, that was him. Yeah. Was okay. it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it's funny because the characters, like as much as they're kind of like goofy little characters of kids, like that one kid, it all kind of made sense because that kid's father was like a, a obstetrician or something. 
Like my dad looks at vaginas all day. Like he was an OBGYN or something <laughs> like that. So and then, uh, like that why that's why the kid's obsessed with sex. The, <laughs> yeah, looking up the skirt. Yeah, yeah. The, the blonde lady, I forget her name. She's like, I'm worried about my kid because he's been obsessed with dolls. And then uh Kimball's like, oh, well, he uses the dolls to look up girls' skirts. And they're both like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. He's just a predator. He's not gay. Don't worry. Uh, but there's a great scene in this movie where Arnold and Pamela go to a restaurant because Pamela's recovered from her food sickness and she's hungry. And now oh, yeah. she, she needs yeah. to eat. And, and so they run into Pen- Penelope Ann Miller and her kid at the restaurant. And because they're undercover, Pamela basically pretends to be Arnold's sister. Yeah. And she just does this terrible Arnold impersonation <laughs> the entire like dinner. That's better than yours though. Oh well, yeah. How that, that's not, that's not a high bar. Um, but, but like, uh, it was kind of funny cause during that, that shoot, like, like she was just like, I'm just mimicking Arnold, like right to his face <laughs> and he can't do anything about it. <laughs> She plays his sister. What was yeah. her name? Edna or something? Helga. Ursula. It was a good moment. That was a good, like, it was on her feet too because originally they were supposed to be married and because their cover, they didn't want to blow their cover and it wouldn't have made sense for them well, to be well, married. Well, she didn't want to pretend to be his wife because she noticed that Penelope and Miller was what love it was. had like a little like yeah. flirtation thing yeah. going. So she was like, I'm going to be his sister. Instead, yeah. yeah. Detective so was, O'Hara. She was like all about them getting together. Like, and then there's that, that you scene. You like her, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Then there's that scene where he bursts in on her and her fiance like in bed together yeah and she's she's just like she's naked and she's eating yeah they're both (laughs) naked i think they were like doing it and also eating at the the same same time time. yeah i mean whatever i'm not gonna yuck anyone's yum yeah like he whatever you're into you're into her fiance falls out of bed and and he's like naked and and she's got like this plate of pasta and and he's like (laughs) and when arnold's like looking at her she's just like oh my fiance came up to surprise me for my birthday he made me this delicious pasta and uh, i forget the (laughs) name of the the, of the dish but then like before they get back to having sex she just gives arnold the pasta it's like you can finish this (laughs) it's just like oh my god the fiance has just like a pillow in front of his dick (laughs) yeah and he's like trying to shake arnold's hand (laughs) and then like he goes in the bathroom puts on a woman's robe it comes back out. It's like this pink frilly thing. Do you want my sex pasta? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the sex pasta. And like Arnold just looks. Sex like, pasta. He, he gives it this weird look where he's just like, I'm not going to eat this. <laughs> I don't know where it's been. Yeah, you can finish my sex pasta. I don't eat carbs or your sex pasta. I love this movie. I, like, I, had, I hadn't watched it in forever. And I was like, this movie is freaking gold. <laughs> Every one liner is perfect. The characters are so much fun. The comedy worked so well. And then like compromised with the serious, not compromised. What is it? Um, compared to like the serious moments. It was like the perfect comic relief throughout. I just, I think this movie was awesome. I, I feel like it's more fun to talk about than it is to watch. No, I had a blast watch. I laughed out loud watching this movie, man. Yeah, and I think it still holds up. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. but, but it is funny because like when you listen to the Arnold memes on the internet where like, you know, th- there was like this whole series of like uh, stuff that was done in the early 2000s where like they basically took sound clips from this movie yeah. and would do prank calls. Oh, we should have made the soundboard. Uh, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. memes. <laughs> yeah, but they, they, they would basically have a soundboard and they'd call like electronic stores and they'd be like, I'm going to ask you some questions and I want them answered immediately. And, and the person on the other end of the line's like, okay, sir, what, what are your questions? And it's like, who is your daddy and what does he do? 
I mean, I mean, like those things were just hilarious, and I never knew that they all came from this movie. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> like, like every every Arnold line came from Kindergarten yeah. Cop. It's either Kindergarten Cop or Terminator. Like that's where his lines come from. And it's it's funny because in each one of these movies, Arnold says, "I'll, I'll be, be back." back. <laughs> I did notice that. Yeah. He makes sure they fit that in there. Yeah, it's like he. I, I think he says that in almost every single one of his movies. We'll find out next week if he says it in those. Well, I know he says it in Running Man for sure. Yeah, Running Man, but I wonder if he says it in The Seventh Day or not. Maybe. We'll see. But anyway, uh, let's do final thoughts. We already kind of have, but just real, uh, real quick. What's recap. your favorite part? Um, I think the beginning when he's like full on John Kimball. Like I felt like I love that part of the movie. It was so much fun. It was just like this badass cop going through and that that's the one line that I laughed out loud at because I wasn't <laughs> expecting it. He runs in, he's got this shot off shotgun. He just blasts the whole place away, scares all these like drug dealers out. And he's like, who the hell are you, man? I'm the body pooper. I was just like, Oh my God, <laughs> it was pure gold. I loved it. I think that's my favorite part of the movie. And that's, I'm like, that's a really high bar. Like everything else. I love this movie. I love all the other moments, but that one just, I don't know why. I think it was just cause I just wasn't expecting it. Him to say something so goofy and it was like, that's perfect. That's, that's this movie in a nutshell. Uh, what I, about you? I like all the stuff with the kids. It just was very uh, organic. Yeah. The way that they capture the kids' personalities. And I mean, the, ki- the kids are also memeable. They're oh, so, for sure. They're so cute. And they're so just... Uh, genuine. Genuine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, for sure. I agree 100%. What about you, Kadish? Favorite part? Hands down, favorite part was when he's sitting there getting ready to interrogate the kids. And he's rubbing his head. And they're like, what's wrong? He's like, I have a headache. Like it could be a tumor. Yeah. And he says, is not a tumor. <laughs> like it could be, is not a tumor. <laughs> I remember like that line was in like all the trailers for oh, this movie. Yeah. And like instantly every Arnold fan on the face of the planet just and, walked like, around all day going, it's not life. a tumor. For the rest of your life, anytime anyone has ever had a headache, yeah. someone <laughs> says that. Someone <laughs> says that. Maybe you have a Maybe tumor. You have a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> I know I say that all the time. <laughs> I just, I might have to make that shirt too like just my a- mom says that does she <laughs> yeah that's funny but, but she's serious her mom's not memeing <laughs> <laughs> she's for real yeah her mom's for real all right well uh that's it for today's episode uh of the salty nerd podcast we're talking about arnold schwarzenegger movies we had a blast doing this thanks guys this was a lot of fun so what's on the slate for week two of Schwartz timber <laughs> uh week two which is not next week we're actually we're splitting it up yeah uh, next so week is vikings ni- next week is uh matt vader's requested to do viking week which is going to be a ton of fun also he's got some really good movies yeah, what are there. we doing for viking week viking week is 13th warrior mm-hmm. of course uh, outlander the 2008 version and starring jesus yeah, and uh, uh, Norseman, which is a TV show on Netflix. Yes, it's a Netflix, Netflix comedy. It's Are not we a, just doing season one? I think uh, we want to watch the I, whole I thing. think we're going to really? do all three seasons because they're only half-hour episodes. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. I can binge watch that, no problem. I watched like eight hours of The Boys in one day. I think I, <laughs> I got this. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's next week. Um, and then for the uh, week four, which is uh, um, Schwarzenegger September uh, part two, we're going to do Eraser, which is a lesser-known Schwarzenegger movie. Your that, luggage. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the worst, cringiest one-liners. Yes, some of the worst. Like that, that's definitely at the bottom of yeah. the barrel of Schwarzenegger right there. We're doing bad Schwarzenegger movies, except for Running Man. Running Man's pretty good. So the Running Man is the other one. And then The Seventh Day, which is a, a movie about cloning, which yeah. is also a terrible. It's also movie. terrible. But uh, it, it's funny because I was talking to my brother yesterday because he called me to wish me a happy birthday. And we told him that we were going to be watching like these Schwarzenegger movies. Yeah. And he was like, oh, are are you going to watch the running man? That's like the worst. I was like, People what are you like talking that? about? The best yeah. one. I know, I know. We were like, dude, 
don't know what you're talking about. He's not a move, but anyway, so that's our September rollout uh, for the podcast. And then on top of that, we're going to be talking about The Boy Season 2. Uh, so join us and hang out, subscribe, like, leave a review, and uh, come watch some funny movies with us. I can't believe we got through this without Vader. And still had a good time. Yeah, I know. I right? was really worried. It was worried to be a little bummer. Yeah. Because he does a perfect Arnold and uh, Arnold yeah. accent. And, and he's such an Arnold super fan. Yes. Like, like he would have been all over these. We'll be, he'll be back for the third week. What do you think yeah. he would say right now? The movie's stupid. No. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe for Junior. <laughs> yeah. What would he say right now? Boobs. Boobs. There There's no boobs no, in no any boobs. of these movies. Yeah. Well, well, there, there, was, a little, there was a little ass in, in Twins. Yeah, that's true. All right, guys, before we head out, go to saltynerdvideo.com. That's our YouTube channel where we have some of our content available to you. Um, we have it all kind of cut up into nice little digestible subjects. Uh, so they're only like five, 10 minute videos. Go check it out. Subscribe, like, comment. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you want to hear about. And we'll uh, take it under consideration for future shows. And we are working on getting the equipment to do a live show. Yes, yes. We uh, we did try to do live show on Saturday mornings talking about um, the Star Trek Lower Decks, but our equipment didn't really match up and it was kind of <laughs> kind of a hassle. So we're working on getting that fixed. Um, but check us out. In the future, we will be doing live podcasts. So subscribe, like, and uh, share this video with a friend who might like movies and Schwarzenegger. Tell your friends. And leave us a review if you like the show on iTunes or Spotify. That really helps, especially if you don't want to give us money. (laughs) (laughs) You know, give us praise. Yeah, throw us a bone. Just give us a five-star review. We just like attention. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't everybody. All right, before we get out of here, what is the social medias for everybody? Jude, where can they find you? You can find me at IamJudeJuju on Instagram and Twitter. All right. And Matthew Kadish. At Matthew Kadish, K-A-D-I-S-H on Twitter and KadishBooks.com on Amazon if you want to check out my books. Right on. And I am the Salty Nerd. You can find me on Twitter at Salty underscore Nerd, talking about all things movies, theaters, sometimes stupid politics stuff, and all kinds of cool things. So uh, hit me up. And uh, if you're super nice and I see that you're like really interactive with me, you might get access to an exclusive club the league of extraordinary gentlemen shout out to those guys uh, mostly filled with our awesome patrons and a bunch of really cool friends that we have yeah, uh, that's your private dm group right yep, my private dm group where i get people who uh, all are fans of the show we all get together and talk about movies and uh, pop culture stuff and we have a great time it's a really great uh, group chat so if you want access to that hit me up on twitter and be super chill and super fun and you'll get in Sometimes Alex has a couple of drinks and he goes into a salt-filled <laughs> rage vent sesh yeah. on Twitter. It's uh, it's it's something. Yeah, it's up there with a Jim Gaffigan uh, <laughs> Twitter <laughs> rage thread. <laughs> Fuck them kids. All right, guys. <laughs> I'll see you later.